The Invictus Generation has exemplified sportsmanship, bravery, and world-class athleticism. They have shown us all that the most difficult challenges can be overcome. When the families and friends of our competitors have lifted them up, overseen their recoveries, and cheered them across the finish lines, the Invictus Generation has redefined what shared sacrifice means. You are competing with different flags on your chest, but you are competing together for one Invictus Generation. You are the Unconquered Generation. Most of us will never know the full horrors of combat. While serving their country, many suffer life-changing injuries. Some we can see, others we can't. How do these Canadians find the motivation to move on? How do they learn how not to let their injuries define them? The word Invictus means unconquered. It embodies the fighting spirit of ill and injured military personnel and the idea that anything is possible. The Invictus Games harnesses the power of sport to inspire recovery with the competing athletes capturing hearts, challenging minds, and changing lives. Serving members and veterans of the Canadian Armed Forces compete in the Invictus Games. It's an experience like no other, one that changes them forever. This past May, Team Canada faced an entirely new challenge as the Games set for The Hague were postponed to 2021 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We want to introduce you to some of Team Canada's competitors and honour their achievements. Listen and learn about their incredible journeys and how they are continuing to train and prepare for next year's Invictus Games. Here are their stories. In his time in the Canadian Armed Forces, retired Sergeant Chris Zizak served as a vehicle technician in the Army, a job that took him across Canada and on a deployment to Afghanistan. After leaving the military, Chris was encouraged to apply to Soldier On to compete in the Invictus Games and now he relishes how competition has made such a positive impact on him as well as his children. Chris tells us a story of his journey towards positive change. May of last year, I got that letter in the mail and I kind of just, I, I had to have that double take and I'm like, no, there's no way. <laughs> I had my wife read the letter. I said, can you read this? And she goes, holy crap. And I'm like, you're telling me, did that say that I just got accepted? And she goes, yeah. It was quite surreal. It took me a couple of weeks to really process it. Uh, I kept it to myself. Uh, I was just like, holy man, this is, this, is, this is unbelievable. So, you know, when you read that almost 500 people applied and they only picked 31, uh, and I was one of them. And it's, it's uh, quite, a, quite a feeling, to say the least. It, it was like your typical military show up on a course. There's going to be 30 people, and you don't really know anybody. Uh, some people may know somebody, and you kind of go in with that attitude. It was kind of funny. We had uh, team breakfasts and, and, and dinners. And, you know, we'd sit together as a team and say, the mess hall, but when we were at the hotel, we would have all these separate tables. And it was kind of like you try to spread, spread yourself out. For myself, I'm a social bug, so I like to talk to everybody. <laughs> uh, but there were some people who just weren't ready for that, and it was something hard for me to to maybe see or understand, to try not to push, uh, to try not to, you know, cry, but, you know, you want to show a person that, hey, we're here all together, let's do something together. So I also took the opportunity to, you know, every time we went on a bus to go to our different events for each of the 
training opportunities working up to the competition, I would sit with someone new on the bus and just start talking to them. You know, who are you bring to the Hague? What's going on? How you been at home? And it was it was fun for me to finally open up to a lot of people and, and have everyone else open up to me as well. And it really gave me a lot of perspective on everybody. And, and the inspiring stories, let alone Team Canada, but from the, the international level, you know, working out with Team France or Team USA or Team Georgia, like it was, we were working out with everybody during these training sessions. And you got to learn a little bit about everybody. You got to learn about their stories. And it's mind-blowing what they have done with their injuries and how they've turned it around. I'm going to, you know, implement a lot of these changes at home. To represent Canada on an international level is, is just mind-blowing. And here I am, I'm about to do it. I mean, I've watched every opening ceremonies of Invictus Games on TV or streamed it over the years, and, uh, and I'm just like, yeah, look at all those guys, look at all those guys. And I'm like, oh, man, I wish one day I could do that, or I wonder if I could do that, or I wonder if I qualify for that. And, and now here I am, and I'm like, holy crap, I qualified for it. I can be that guy. And now I'm the guy on TV. Do I shave? Don't I shave? You know, like, now I'm thinking about my personal image that I'm going to have everyone staring at me, and then I get that nerve of, uh, you know, how many people are going to be watching, and am I going to trip on my shoelace, and I'm going to make an embarrassing moment or something. It is absolutely uh, an honor to be part of uh, Team Canada uh, and to continue to represent us uh, as, as, as the polite country that we are. Due to the COVID pandemic, the Invictus Games Foundation made the difficult decision to postpone the Invictus Games in The Hague to 2021. Chris shares with us how he adapted his training and how it has driven him to reach new heights. We ended up going to uh, one of the local fitness places here in town and we purchased our own rowing machine. And it, it, it's been very helpful because not only have I got on the rowing machine regularly, my kids now want to get on it and my wife gets on it. So now we have these own little competitions between us. I have one teammate, Nick. Nick and I both have row machines and we decided to row a half marathon uh, a few weeks back. So, uh, yeah, I've never been on a row machine for more than 10K and here Nick and I ended up rowing 21 and a half kilometers. Uh, for a competition. And you know what? We had a blast because we did a video chat afterwards and it was just kind of cool to say, hey, as teammates, we just we just accomplished something no one would ever thought we could have accomplished a year ago, let alone in the last 20 years for myself. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're continuing to inspire each other uh, to, to just try to do something a little bit more. My kids, I think, is who I want to inspire the most at the end of this and trying to explain to them that you know, I'm okay. Um, I did put them through a little bit of hell through my mental health until I started to learn to uh, to deal with it. And now it's become a positive thing. My, my kids are much happier and they want to keep challenging me to something. So now it's like, whoa, now it's a competition. Well, which is fun. You know, I, I enjoy those types of uh, atmospheres and those type of challenges. So um, when, he, when we challenge each other, it just means we're going to have to keep going harder. And with that, I'd like to thank you for listening to this edition of the Faces of Freedom Invictus Games podcast. If you're interested in getting involved in Soldier On programs, please go to soldieron.ca to learn more. You can keep up to date with all of our stories and join the conversation on social media by using the hashtag CanadaRemembers, or you can find us online at veterans.gc.ca forward slash CanadaRemembers. We also have online Faces of Freedom articles, where you can learn more about those who have served and sacrificed for our country. If you have a suggestion for the podcast, whether it's a specific guest or story, 
you can reach us on social media through the Canada Remembers Facebook and Instagram pages, as well as the Veterans Affairs Canada Twitter account. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time. And remember, their faces tell the story, but their legacy will live on. Please note that the intro to the podcast with the Duke of Sussex speaking at the closing ceremony of the Invictus Games Sydney 2018 was patron of the Invictus Games Foundation.